Hey everybody, thanks for coming to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I am Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today is day 194 of reading the Bible together every day this year. Today we'll be reading Ezekiel 31 through 33, as well as Psalm 40. Let's get going. In the 11th year, in the third month of the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man. Say to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and to his hordes, Who are you like in your greatness? Think of Assyria, a cedar in Lebanon, with beautiful branches of shady foliage and of lofty height. It was, or its top was among the clouds, the waters caused it to grow. The underground springs made it all, directing their rivers all around the place where the tree was planted and sending their channels to all the trees of the field. Therefore, the cedar became greater in height than all the rest, than all the trees of the field. Its branches multiplied and its boughs grew long and it spread them out because of the abundant water. All the birds of the sky nested in its branches and all the animals of the field gave birth beneath its boughs. All the great nations lived in its shade. It was beautiful in size and the length of its limbs for its roots extended to abundant water. The cedars in God's garden could not eclipse it. The pine trees couldn't compare with its branches, nor could the plane trees match its boughs. No tree in the garden of God could compare with it in beauty. I made it beautiful with its many limbs and all the trees of Eden, which were in God's garden, and envied it. Therefore, this is what the Lord God says. Since it towered high in stature and set its top among the clouds, and it grew proud on account of its height, I determined to hand it over to a ruler of nations. He would surely deal with it. I banished it because of its wickedness. Foreigners, ruthless men, and the nations cut it down and left it lying. Its limbs fell on the mountains in every valley. Its boughs lay broken in all the earth's ravines. All the peoples of the earth left its shade and abandoned it. All the people of the sky nested on its fallen trunk, and all the animals of the field were among its boughs. This happened so that no trees planted beside water would become great in height and set their tops among the clouds so that no other well-watered trees would reach them in height. For they had all been consigned to death to the underworld among the people who descended, who descend to the pit. This is what the Lord God says. I caused grieving on the day the cedar went down to Sheol. I closed off the underground deep because of it. I held back the rivers of the deep and its abundant water was restrained. I made Lebanon mourn on account of it and all the trees of the field because it faint, because, fainted because of it. I made the nations quake at the sound of its downfall when I threw it down to Sheol to be with those who descend to the pit. Then all the trees of Eden, the choice and best of Lebanon, all the well-watered trees were comforted in the underworld. They too descended with it to Sheol, to those slain by the sword. As its allies, they had lived in the shade among the nations. Who then are you like in glory and greatness among Eden's trees? You also will be brought down to the underworld to be with trees of Eden. You will lie among the uncircumcised with those slain by the sword. This is Pharaoh and all his hordes. This is the declaration of the Lord God. In the twelfth year, in the twelfth month, on the first day of the word of the month, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, lament for Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and say to him, You compare yourself to a lion of the nations, but you are like a monster in the seas. You thrash about in your rivers, churn up the waters with your feet, and muddy the rivers. This is what the Lord God says. I will spread my net over you with an assembly of many peoples, and they will haul you up in my net. I will abandon you on the land and throw you onto the open field. 
I will cause all the birds of the sky to settle on you and let wild creatures of the entire earth eat their fill of you. I will put your flesh on the mountains and fill the valleys with your carcass. I will drench the land with the flow of your blood, even to the mountains and the ravines will be filled with your gore. When I snuff you out, I will cover the heavens and darken their stars. I will cover the sun with a cloud and the moon will not give its light. I will darken all the shining lights in the heavens over you and will bring darkness on your land. This is the declaration of the Lord God. I will trouble the hearts of many peoples. Oh, so sorry. My pages are sticking together. <laughs> I will trouble the hearts of many peoples when I bring down your destruction among the nations in countries you have not known. I will cause many peoples to be appalled at you and their kings will shudder with fear because of you when I brandish my sword in front of them. On the day of your downfall, each of them will tremble every moment for his life. For this is what the Lord God says. The sword of Babylon's king will come against you. I will make your hordes fall by the swords of warriors, all of them ruthless men from the nations. They will ravage Egypt's pride and all its hordes will be destroyed. I will slaughter all its cattle that are beside many waters. No human foot foot will churn them again and no cattle hooves will disturb them. Then I will let their water settle and will make their rivers flow like oil. This is the declaration of the Lord God. When I make the land of Egypt a desolation so that it is emptied of everything in it, when I strike down all who live there, then they will know that I am the Lord. The daughters of the nations will chant that lament. They will chant it over Egypt and all its hordes. This is the declaration of the Lord God. In the 12th year, on the 15th day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, wail over the hordes of Egypt and bring Egypt and the daughters of mighty nations down to the underworld to be with those who descend to the pit. Who do you surpass in loveliness? Go down and be laid to rest with the uncircumcised. They will fall among those slain by the sword. A sword is appointed. They drag her and all her hordes away. Warrior leaders will speak from the middle of Sheol about him and his allies. They've come down. The uncircumcised lie slain by the sword. Assyria is there with her whole assembly. Her graves are all around her. All of them are slain, fallen by the sword. Her graves are set in the deepest regions of the pit, and her assembly is all around her burial place. All of them are slain, fallen by the sword, those who once spread terror in the land of the living. Elam is there with her hordes all around her grave. All of them are slain and fallen by the sword. Those who went down to the underworld uncircumcised, who once spread their terror in the land of the living, they bear their disgrace with those who descend to the pit. Among the slain, they prepare a bed for Elam with all her hordes. Her graves are all around her. All of them are uncircumcised, slain by the sword, although their terror was once spread in the land of the living. They bear their disgrace with those who descend to the pit. They are placed among the slain. Meshach and Tubal are there with all their hordes. Their graves are all around them. All of them are, circum are uncircumcised, slain by the sword, although their terror was once spread in the land of the living. They do not lie down with the fallen warriors, of the uncircumcised who went down to Sheol with their weapons of war, whose swords were placed under their heads and their shields rested on their bones, although the terror of these warriors was once in the land of the living. But you will be shattered and will lie down among the uncircumcised with those slain by the sword. Edom is there her kings and all her princes, who, despite their strength, have been placed among those slain by the sword. They lie down with the uncircumcised with those who descend to the pit. All the leaders of the north and all the Sidonians are there, they went down in shame with the slain despite the terror, their strength inspired. They lie down uncircumcised with those slain by the sword. They bear their disgrace with those who descend to the pit. Pharaoh will see them and be comforted over all his hordes. 
Pharaoh and his whole army slain by the sword. This is the declaration of the Lord God. For I will spread my terror in the land of the living, so Pharaoh and all his hordes will be laid to rest among the uncircumcised with those slain by the sword. This is the declaration of the Lord God. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, speak to your people and tell them, Suppose I bring the sword against a land, and the people of that land select a man from among them, appointing him as their watchman. And suppose he sees a sword coming against the land and blows his trumpet to warn the people. Then if anyone hears the sound of the trumpet but ignores the warning and the sword comes and takes him away, his death will be his own fault. Since he heard the sound of the trumpet but ignored the warning, his death was his own fault. If he had taken warning, he would have saved his life. However, suppose the watchman sees the sword coming but doesn't blow the trumpet so that the people aren't warned and the sword comes and takes away their lives. Then they have been taken away because of their iniquity. But I will hold the watchman accountable for their blood. As for you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. When you hear a word from my mouth, give them a warning from me. If I say to the wicked, wicked one, you will surely die, but you do not speak out to warn him about his way. That wicked person will die for his iniquity, yet I will hold you responsible for his blood. But if you warn a wicked person to turn from his way and he doesn't turn from it, he will die for his iniquity, but you will have rescued yourself. Now, as for you, son of man, say to the house of Israel, you have said this, our transgressions and our sins are heavy on us and we are wasting away because of them. How then can we survive? Tell them, as I live, this is the declaration of the Lord God, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that the wicked person should turn from his way and live. Repent, repent of your evil ways. Why will you die, house of Israel? Like God's like, come on, I'm telling you what to do. Why do you insist on making this difficult? And I can't help but think how many times does he say the same thing to us? <laughs> I mean, are we really so different today? Continuing on. Now, son of man, say to your people, the righteousness of the righteous person will not save him on the day of his transgression. Neither will the wickedness of the wicked person cause him to stumble on the day he turns from his wickedness. The righteous person won't be able to survive by his righteousness on the day he sins. When I tell the righteous person that he will surely live, but he trusts in his righteousness and acts unjustly, then none of his righteousness will be remembered and he will die because of the injustice he has committed. So when I tell the wicked person, you will surely die, but he repents of his sin and does what is just and right, he returns collateral, makes restitution for what he's stolen, and walks in the statutes of life without committing injustice. He will certainly live, he will not die. None of the sins he committed will be held against him. He has done what is just and right, he will certainly live. But your people say, the Lord's way isn't fair, even though it is their own way that isn't fair. When a righteous person turns from his righteousness and commits injustice, he will die for it. But if a wicked person turns from his wickedness and does what is just and right, he will live because of it. Yet you say the Lord's way isn't fair. I will judge each of you according to his ways, house of Israel. In the twelfth year of our exile, in the tenth month, on the fifth day of the month, a fugitive from Jerusalem came to me and reported, The city has been taken. Now the hand of the Lord had been on me the evening before the fugitive arrived, and he opened my mouth before the man came to me in the morning. So my mouth was opened, and I was no longer mute. Then the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, those who live in the ruins in the land of Israel are saying, Abraham was only one person, yet he received possession of the land. 
but we are many. Surely the land has been given to us as a possession. Therefore, say to them, this is what the Lord God says. You eat meat with blood in it, look to your idols, and shed blood. Should you then receive possession of the land? In other words, he's like, you defile yourself and don't follow the commands of the Lord, but you want the reward. That's kind of what God is saying through Ezekiel. He continues, you have relied on your swords and you have committed detestable acts and each of you has defiled his neighbor's wife. Should you then receive possession of the land? Tell them this, this is what the Lord God says. As surely as I live, those who are in the ruins will fall by the sword. Those in the open field I have given to wild animals to be devoured and those in the strongholds and caves will die by plague. I will make the land a desolate waste and its proud strength will come to an end. The mountains of Israel will become desolate with no one passing through. They will know that I am the Lord when I make the land a desolate waste because of all the detestable acts they have committed. As for you, son of man, your people are talking about you near the city walls and in the doorways of their houses. One person speaks to another, each saying to his brother, come and hear what the message is that comes from the Lord. So my people come to you in crowds, sit in front of you, and hear your words, but they do not obey them. Their mouths go on passionately, but their hearts pursue dishonest profit. Yes, to them you are like a singer of passionate songs who has a beautiful voice and plays skillfully on an instrument. They hear your words, but they do not obey them. Yet when all of this comes true, and it definitely will, then they will know that the prophet has been among them doggy, <laughs> right? <clears throat> Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord and he turned to me and heard my cry for help. He brought me up from a desolate pit out of the muddy clay and set my feet on a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to God. Many will see and fear and they will trust in the Lord. And now if you're around my age, you're probably singing multiple songs from those few verses. <laughs> How happy is anyone who has put his trust in the Lord and has not turned to the proud or to those who run after lies. Lord, my God, you have done many things. Your wondrous works and your plans for us, none can compare with you. If I were to report and speak of them, they are more than can be told. You do not delight in sacrifice and offering. You open my ears to listen. You do not ask for whole burnt offering or a sin offering. Then I said, see, I have come. In the scroll, it is written about me. I delight to do your will, my God, and your instruction is deep within me. I proclaim righteousness in the great assembly. See, I do not keep my mouth closed, as you know, Lord. I did not hide your righteousness in my heart. I spoke about your faithfulness and salvation. I did not conceal your constant love and truth from the great assembly. Lord, do not withhold your compassion from me. Your constant love and truth will always guard me. For troubles without number have surrounded me. My iniquities have overtaken me. I am unable to see. They are more than the hairs of my head and my courage leaves me. I mean, David goes from, hey, God heard my cry and he's taking care of this too. Oh, I can't get past where I'm at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Goodness. Lord, be pleased to rescue me. Hurry to help me, Lord. Let those who intend to take my life be disgraced and confounded. Let those who wish me harm be turned back and humiliated. Let those who say to me, aha, aha, be appalled because of their shame. Let all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let those who love your salvation continually say, the Lord is great. 
I am oppressed and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my helper and my deliverer. My God, do not delay. That's it for today, friends. Be sure to come back tomorrow as we continue with day 95 and reading the Bible together every day this year. I'll see you then.